another edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast. A daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. This is the 2nd of January, 2023. The first show of the year. And just so glad to be part of it. Uh, well, I'm not, I'm it. I, I, I can't be part of it. Uh, if it, that's the one thing that has to happen. The hell is wrong with me? So glad you are here. Hope everything went okay. Hope you had a great time. Amateur night. Walked into Jackie's residence yesterday. Because the plan was to pick up her dog. I had to, I had to babysit her dog. And in order to do that, I had to like uh, a driver across the state to go visit my dad. You're like, wait, huh? What? Yeah, the way it uh, the way it unfolds is the dog um, needed somebody to take care of her. No one was because uh, Jackie and Justin went to the friggin' Lions game. Hold on. Hey, no paw licking. Don't start the year off on a good note. Don't lick your paws. We're going to see my dad, the NFK, Diana, and myself. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go over there and pick up Cece. Now, she's got a couple of friends that uh, rang in the new year with Jackie and Justin the previous night. And, oh, dude was just hung over. They ended up, like, leaving at, like, you know, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., whatever, uh, to go back to their places. But... We pick up the dog, go see my dad, and and uh, these two friends are there. And the one guy, he was like one of the best men in the wedding. And uh, I I I thought I was gonna have to call like the EMTs or something. He's just laying there, just like ah, oh, fucking brain dead. I I I would uh, I, I think we barely got a grunt out of the guy. He's wearing his Michigan gear, and. Uh, more on that in a second so i i know he had the blues because he's a he's a walmart wolverine honk so oh shit you you're sad you're bummed out hang on i gotta drink this coffee it was so, uh, such an amazing amount of football over the weekend all right off we go by the way, um, rang in the new year. No, it was New Year's Day at my dad's house. It was uh, Diana, my brother-in-law, Kevin, myself, the dog. Go to my dad's. And um, the plan, as I like to do, I, I like to cook for the guy. So, um, well, both of them. Uh, drive two and a half hours. And uh, we get there. They they all immediately start watching the Lions game. More on that in a second. And, uh, I, man, I just, I just freaking love cooking. It's, it's really become a fun thing for me. I, I am just turning into such a, uh, a, a, a crafty, wily chef. I fucking love the way I cook. I am really the best. I, I would love, I would love to be on that show. Hell's kitchen, you know? Um, so it was a leg of lamb. Uh, opened up again, trying not to think where that food 
Wow, that before it became food, it was once an adorable creature. I just cannot handle it. Zest from two lemons. Five uh, large cloves of garlic minced. A third cup of Italian parsley minced or chopped. uh, Mixed with uh, extra virgin olive oil to form like this delicious paste. You wipe it on the uh, on the on the lamb, and then you roll the fucking thing up, and then you tie it tight with butcher's twine. Throw that shit in the oven for an hour at four hundred degrees. Uh, just before you do that, you put olive oil on the outside of it, salt and pepper. Oh my god! Just crushed. Get it out of the oven at about one hundred and thirty-six degrees. Let it sit for ten. Slicey, slicey, servy, servy. Ugh. And then don't even get me started on how awesome the scalloped potatoes were. My God. AC Davis 2259 is new. Welcome to you. I saw that you followed on Twitch the other day. I appreciate that. Scalp potatoes. You know, you got to start with um, a pan full of uh, sliced sweet onions. Sliced thin. And another five cloves of garlic minced, sautéed in butter. You do the onions for like four minutes first. Drop in the garlic for two. Uh, You add, um, I don't know, about a half a cup, third cup of flour. Let it kind of get all grindy in there, grainy all over it. Then you got to add, uh, what do you add? What did I add? I forget now. Um, oh, I added a cup of, uh, chicken stock, slowly stirred that in. Then I stirred in a cup of whole milk slowly and then low heat. Low, low heat. Stirry, stirry, stirry. And then when the edges start to bubble a little bit, it's ready. Turn off the heat. If you let that shit bubble too much, it's uh, it's going to change the uh, 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 level of consistency. And believe it or not, it's going to become runny after you bake it. You don't want that. You got to have this creamy, creaminess. Uh, Chris says you're making a R-O-U-X. I don't know how to say that word. How do you pronounce R-O-U-X? Is that what I'm doing? I don't know. I'm just reading a recipe. A roux? It's called a roux. Okay, if you guys say so. Anyway, I'm the best fucking roux maker in the world because that shit, it looked, I wanted to eat it like right there. Yukon gold potatoes sliced eighth inch thick. Line the bottom of a greased Pyrex 13 by 9. Strain out those onions. Lay them on top. Put your roux on top of that. Cup of cheddar cheese. Actually, you take a cup of cheddar cheese, put it in a mixing bowl and a half cup of parmesan cheese not the shit you get in the green can either the stuff that costs six bucks in a cellophane package at meyer 
Mix all that shit together. Sprinkle that on top of that layer. Another layer of eighth inch thick Yukon Golds. More roux. Finish the roux. Another one cup of cheese. Oh, um, what else? What about the thyme? Where's the thyme? Fresh thyme leaves. Where did I put the thyme again? I think the thyme... Fuck. Uh, you know what? I'll leave it in the uh, show notes. I'll leave the recipe in the show notes. Bake for an hour. Uh, there's, there's like... Uh, I think you got to bake it first uncovered uh, and then uncovered. It's all in the show. It came out just... And then thing is, I, I finish it. I put it in the fridge for two days. Take it across the state. Throw it in the oven for 30 and then it's it's just it's like I just made it. It's that incredible. Versatile. Versatility is the key. Dad lost his mind. Wonderful, wonderful meal. He was so happy with that. Joanne, great. Uh, the NFK, Diana, and my dad uh, were allowed to. Um, Why did I block that? Never mind. Sorry. I Someone said slaughter the Turks, and I was supposed to allow that, and I didn't. Slaughter the Turks, scalp potatoes, and for some reason I clicked deny. I type it again, and I'll allow it. Um, Just awesome. All the way around. Fucking spectacular. Florida Man 814 says, good to see Eric this morning. Glad he isn't one of the three-week vacations, isn't on one of the three-week vacations his old show takes. No, I can't afford it. You see, the thing about podcasting is for every single thing that you post, you earn money. Um, so I like earning money because I like to live. So I really can't afford to take time off. And that's, and besides, I like doing this. This is like enjoyable to me. I wouldn't be doing this for nearly 1,000 episodes going on four years. Uh, four days away, by the way, from the four-year Fireversary uh, celebration right here on the show. If you don't know, the Fireversary. I take it back. January 4 is the Fireversary. That is the day I was fired. January 4, 2019. I always relive the scenario on the Fireversary celebration right here on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Year four of the Fireversary. And then January 6 is the anniversary of the first podcast. They all kind of, these all run together. You got January 4, Fireversary. And that is from morning radio when I lost the job at Cumulus. January 6, two days later, was the first podcast. And then there's a date in February. I do not remember the date that I uh, lost the gig with Free Beer and Hot Wings, which will now be seven-year fireversary. But to me, the big fireversary is January 4. That was when I was like, okay, now what? Now what the hell do I do? And then, uh, voila! Two days later, the podcast is born. All right, um... Let's see. I'm wondering if uh, Daisy snoring is going to drive everybody crazy. I don't know. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, I'm, I think you can if you have headphones on. It's super loud. Hang on. 
Listen. <laughs> what I want to know is, is it overly distracting? Is it, is it wrecking everybody? Cause she is, she's gone and I don't have the nerve to wake. I, I, I feel bad if I have to wake her up and I don't think it's too distracting because the mic gates. So it doesn't really pick it up and I'm constantly talking. So, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Linda says 26 more shows till a thousand podcasts. You should do something special like an audience participation zoom show. Nah. I. <laughs> uh, you would be surprised. I, I, you know, my comfort zone is here and I don't know. I just, maybe, who knows? I, 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 it's not that big of a deal. It's, uh, I kind of, I kind of always realize after the show is done. Oh, we just had the thousandth show. I didn't even recall. It always slips my mind. I don't know. We'll see. Um, nevertheless, the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Uh, this is a short week because, um, okay, so today is the second. Tuesday is the third. Wednesday is the fourth. That's Fireversary Day. And then that's it for the week, okay? I am then traveling. I have to get up uh, hours before the crack of dawn on Thursday to fly to Florida for the uh ac ac at children's project uh disney half marathon so okay all right and um so that's gonna be something that race is gonna be uh i i have a a plan and that is to walk a lot um uh amy sent some terrific advice and you know she is um is absolutely fantastic at um marathon running she just ran the uh, new york city marathon i believe she says uh, eric good luck this coming weekend with your half marathon i'm sure you'll do great i know you've done this many times before but i'm going to mom out on you because runners care about other runners unless if you're joe morin he just he just uh, uh, gives me shit one drink lots of water don't forget to start now I better see a gallon jug of water next to you on Twitch tomorrow. Um, that's a myth, Amy. You, I'm, we're not camels. No. Uh, uh, what, what I've read is absolutely contradictory to what you just said. Uh, drink normal amounts of water. If I drink, start drinking water now, it's not going to help me in, in five days. I love you, but that is absolutely not true. Listen to your old body. Well, I don't know why we have to uh, add the word old there, Amy. Walk if you have to, she writes. It's going to be warmer there than what we are used to here. I was thinking you might not be used to the warm weather, and it might catch up faster than you think. Thank you. That is true. I probably will. It probably will happen. I am attaching a picture of a couple of items that I use for fuel before and during runs. You know, the little like uh, gummy things that are full of like uh, uh, various carbohydrates and maybe some electrolytes. 
I think they work great. See the attached picture? You can get them on Amazon. She writes, uh, drink more water after you are done drinking water and eat lots of salt beforehand. Heart attack levels of salt. You are going to need it in the heat of the day. And the sun is going to suck it out of you. Okay, I'm done being a mom. You will do great. Can't wait to hear about how it went. It's going to go great. Um, the beauty is uh, it won't be in the heat of the day. In the heat of the day down in Mobile, Alabama, working on a rabbit with a steel-dried hammer. Um, because it's like the race starts in the dark. They, they get you in and out of there before the tourists show up at the park. They, they don't want you anywhere near their park. They want you to do the stupid race. Uh, it starts before the sun even rises. And then you're finishing as, as like it's just rising. It's ridiculous. So um, with that, Thursday, Friday, and Monday, I, I, I do have material planned for you. I'm not going to let you go. Remember I said... If I don't have material being posted, I don't make any money. I need to make money. Talking about the advertisements that are heard regularly on the show. Those all have to be surrounded by content. So that's what I do. And you will have content Thursday, Friday, and Monday that some of you or a lot of you may have heard before. And I like to call these shows not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Because it's not. I basically go in the previous 970 some odd shows and randomly grab shit. Or I don't mean shit. I mean anything. And post it. There you go. Enjoy this. It's something. Hopefully, I'm just trying to keep you somehow engaged in some way, shape, or form to the Eric Zane Show podcast. So that's what uh, is happening this week. A little bit of a squirrely, weirdo week. So I have to work ahead. So uh, there's a very, 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 very strong chance that there will be no Ben and Eric Patreon podcast this week. Uh and know who are these Zanes show. And the reason why that is because I'm working my ass off trying to get the best of shows done. And I'm also, uh, I've got sports all, all during the week up until when I leave. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I got a game Monday. I got a game Tuesday. I got a game Wednesday. Ben works till about five. So it's just one of those kind of crazy weeks to start the year. Uh, you see that story about the guy in Times Square, some jihadist uh, uh, left Maine to go to Times Square and slaughter people. Times Square machete attack. Uh, the guy, all he needed was a backpack, his crazy ass Taliban writings $200 and uh, this weapon right here million people in Times Square he busts this things out this thing out and starts going after the cops 
There's three cops there. This uh, fucking lunatic, uh, he he uh, hammers one cop right in the head with it. Huge gash on his head. Then he hits the other cop and huge gash on his head and a skull fracture fracture because of that one. And then that guy pulls out his pistol and shoots that motherfucker right in the shoulder. That guy did not die, um, but they neutralized the threat. <sighs> Suspect in New Year's Eve machete attack on police near New York Times Square expressed desire in diary to join the Taliban and die a martyr. That's what this lunatic's goal was. Wow, 19 years old to get, to become that fucked up at such a young age. Wow. This happened just outside of a security screening zone because when you like walk into there, you know, if you got a backpack or whatever, they're going to they're going to search you. And uh so he knew that that was the end of the line. He carried a handwritten diary that expressed his desire to join the Taliban in Afghanistan. Uh, Trevor Bickford is his name. Uh, under police guard at Bellevue Hospital, where he's being treated for a gunshot wound to the shoulder sustained during the attack. Three cops injured. Uh, so he's, he's uh, he, he, in fact, one of uh, New York's most high profile events just a day after their department had warned of an ISIS aligned video calling for lone offender attacks. So this guy answered the call. On Sunday, federal authorities from the United States Attorney's Office, Southern District of New York, and Manhattan DA's office were discussing whether to charge Bickford federally under state law or both in relation to the attack. So now this guy will probably, you know, uh, muddy up the legal system for how many years? My God. If this were in another country and you did something crazy like that, this guy would already be dead. NYPD had sent a bulletin Friday to law enforcement partners across the country titled ISIS aligned media unit releases video ahead of New Year's Eve demanding lone offender attacks. How the fuck did they get their hands onto that? You know, intercepting. According to the sources, the video being circulated in online chat rooms shows selected video clips suggesting various means of attack, blah, 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 blah. Other horrible news. Well, I mean, they finally caught Someone who they think killed the four kids at, uh, what was it, Idaho, Idaho, Wyoming? I don't know. That college where the four young kids were um, slashed to death. God, fuck. Uh, This psychopath, they picked him up in uh, northeast Pennsylvania. Cops are very uh, uh, hushed about anything of this story very little has come out brian koberger is his name uh but i see that uh, he is he was like a criminal justice major uh, uh, he was a 28 year old phd student he is a well he was i don't think he's going to be going to school anytime soon Uh, and teaching assistant in the Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology at Washington State University, which is not far from where uh, the University of Idaho students lived. Uh, One of the dads of one of the young people killed is now um, 
connect. He, I had read that he's connecting the dots and, and he is able to now see a connection, but he's not saying what, and nor our investigators as to the, um, what this Kohlberger's connection to these four very, very young students was or is. They don't know. No one said anything. They do know, but they're 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 keep they're doing a good job at keeping all this shit on the down low, because that's kind of half the battle when it comes to um, uh, you know, trying and convicting these people is information leaking out. But I was just just before the show started, something caught my eye because um, the daughter of you remember btk dennis raider btk killer uh the daughter of btk is um reacting her name is carrie rawson and i think she uh at last time i heard she lives in uh she lives here in michigan carrie rawson uh she had heard that this maniac alleged maniac um kind of uh uh was following btk's patterns or something like that or doing something btk related to inspire him in this alleged murder plot uh let's uh i'm gonna take a i'm gonna take a quick listen to this and uh we can check it out this is the uh daughter of btk on some tv show Audio check, video check. Here we go. One of the most disturbing aspects of Brian Koberger's past is what he was studying, criminology, and who he was studying under at DeSales University in Pennsylvania. Dr. Catherine Ramsland, a serial killer expert who had a close relationship with serial killer BTK, even writing his autobiography. What did you first think when you heard that Dr. Ramsland was teaching Brian Koberger. Personally, my first reaction was just like my stomach churned and I, I, I literally physically got ill knowing that there was now a connection back to Ramsland and she connects to my father. Um, it was just a lot. Carrie Rawson is serious. It's, it's so is the idea here that this guy, did he, you know, get the education because he's very smart, or he's very well-educated, this guy who's supposed to have killed these four. How the fuck did he... What is it chicken or the egg here? Did he, Did he like, oh, I hey, I'm studying to be a serial killer, or did he become a serial killer because of the studies? Weird. Or none. Dennis Rader, a.k.a. BTK's daughter. BTK stands for Bind, Torture, Kill, and Rader is responsible for killing 10 people. Do you think he may have had any sort of communication with your father? Um, Koberger could definitely have had communication with my father. Well, obviously, we know he studied my father um, in criminology classes. He probably studied him heavier since he, he had Ramsland as a professor. Um, but we need, to, we need to find out if there's 
a deeper connection, it, it concerns me. A deeper connection, like if Koberger was corresponding with BTK in prison. He would have had access because of his professor, Dr. Ramsland, who's appeared in more than 200 crime documentaries and was even on News Nation in October discussing the Delphi case. Help explain to me the mindset of, of a killer um, living in a community where they have carried out allegedly this, this heinous act. Well, if, if it is the person, the, the suspect that they have under arrest right now, he was married, so he would have had to have secrets. Dr. Ramsland is known for her TV appearances, but she's not talking now. When I asked her about Koberger, she responded, I cannot make media statements about him at this time. For Carrie Rawson, the nightmare in Idaho has now come full circle. I want to fight, figure out how to stop it. Like, it's hard to be the kid of this guy and live with this, you know, and then see somebody else go do this and wonder, did your dad influence him? Did your dad talk to him? Like, was he studying my father outside of academics? Wow. That's I, I mean, are, am I ever going to get answers to that? I don't know. And DeSales University released a statement initially saying that, that they are heartbroken by the senseless tragedy. Uh, we followed up with them with more questions about Koberger and specifically what sort of research he was doing there, uh, but we have not gotten a response, Natasha. That, um, if you think about it, this is insane. The idea being floated then by Carrie Rawson, the daughter of BTK, could he have manipulated this dude into killing people? Wow. And I think that that's something that they're trying to find out. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Um, she, I've, I've read a little bit about Carrie Rawson, about when she found out she has a book out called uh, The Serial Killer's Daughter or something like that. And it's um, the opening of the book is, is good because it's describing how she was informed by the FBI and the Wichita police about how what's going on when Raider was brought in. But the rest of the book's kind of, eh, I don't know. But uh, regardless, regardless, I can't imagine the life of uh of her i i oh my god and every day you're just trying to um you know put some distance between your father who had lived a double life and while all that shit was going on he was uh being a he was a doting father to you it's really unbelievable how that all unfolded which by the way interestingly enough my daughter, uh, Madison, is starting to lean more into um, the line of work for the people that profile uh, these type of uh, criminals. She is a, uh, she's going to get a master's degree in what's known as forensic psychology. Um, and... Uh, so now I'm I'm kind of like I'm not I mean I'm always interested in the things my kids are doing but this is something that is so fucking cool to me because I've read a lot of books about by forensic psychologists in particular 
uh, the guy who wrote the BTK book that I was just talking to you about, and the guy who wrote um, a book called Mindhunter, um, John Douglas. He's got several books um, about this exact topic. And um, Mindhunter was the his book that eventually was the uh, inspiration for the Netflix TV show. And um, wow, it's it's just really, really interesting to me. What's Madison's take on your very own stalker? Oh, yeah. She says, Dad, you need uh, it, just lay waste. AK-47, have it ready. But just uh, remarkable. I'm, I'm glad they caught this fucking guy. And what a creepy looking fuck this dude is. Holy shit. But then again, has, has there ever been someone accused of uh, a, a murder like this? Who you look at and go, oh, it looks sweet. It looks so kind. Those eyes aren't dead at all. It looks awesome. All right. I haven't even touched on what I wanted to touch on. I will do it in a second. And it is all sorts of football shit. Oh my God. What a weekend. But first, for those of you that are enjoying this live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, it's time for you to go. Because, you know, this is just a a taste. I give you the first, you know, half hour or so. The rest of it's on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Just like AC Davis 2259 who followed over the weekend. Thank you so much for that. You go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Hit the follow button. Then you know when I'm live. And then you can watch it uninterrupted. Okay? Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Hit the follow button. And subscribe with Amazon Prime. You get one per month for free from Amazon. You got to link up your Amazon Prime account to Twitch Prime. It's simple to do. Don't panic. Just read, click shit. You'll figure it out. If not, let me know and I'll guide you through it. Uh, there you go. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. The audio podcast is made available shortly after this finishes on all of the platforms. Uh, just search Eric Zane Show and subscribe, rate, and re- uh, subscribe, rate, and review uh, in that regard. And what else do I have to? Oh, yeah. If you ever want to reach out to me with uh, correspondence, uh, Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shortliners Striping Inbox. Thank you. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. You are the best. Uh, not to mention Blue Frost IT brings you my Twitter feed. Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance takes care of YouTube. All right. Let's start with the college football. I had a feeling I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. I wasn't rooting for anyone in Michigan TCU. I kind of want Michigan to win because I like it when people around me are happy. But um, whatever. I traditionally root for the underdog. That was TCU. I watched TCU in that game against Kansas State, and I kind of fell in love with those guys. 
that fucking ginger giant quarterback of TCU. Oh, what a bitch this guy is. He's like six, seven and a half and just a walking pale skin ginger pile of muscle with no soul. They have several plays where they just go hike and he gets it and just runs as fast as he can into the most amount of people. And then they fucking go flying like bowling pins. Max Duggan is his name. And he has no business being a quarterback. He needs to be a tight end. Holy shit. Max Duggan again says to everybody, get on my back. But fuck that. Uh, they're the uh, TCU defense. Two pick six, a quarter, uh, t- uh, pick six touchdowns against uh, what's the quarterback's name for Michigan? The Irish guy. Uh, everybody on the both quarterbacks are Irish for fuck's sake. But the Michigan Irish idiot, uh, he fucking was horrible. He had been great all all year long going into this game, and he picks the biggest game of his career to play like cock. And he's just throwing interceptions for touchdowns the whole game. He's like, hey, you get a touchdown. Hey, you get a touchdown. Oh, my God. And then uh, Michigan somehow starts clawing their way back into the game. Late in in the second half, they're like uh, almost scoring at will, Michigan was. But problem, every time they score at will, so does TCU. What the fuck? What happened there? Jesus. Big bad Michigan gets their nose rubbed in shit. Um, TCU, that college is, or that school is, is it's, you know, it's 12,000 students, you know? Grand Valley is double the size of TCU. And they're playing in the national championship. My God. J.J. McCarthy, which I keep uh, getting him mixed up with legendary radio guy, J.P. McCarthy. Was it J.P. McCarthy in Detroit? Whatever. Love that he told his family not to worry. Michigan would win. He lied to their ears. He did lie to their ears. He did his best, though. Um, Oh, my God. So, all right, Michigan goes out there and gets just hammered by TCU. I mean, Michigan made a game of it late, but, I mean, you got to love the underdog there. And now they take on big, bad Georgia. You got to root for TCU. Holy shit. If TCU and Texas Christian wins a national championship, how great is that going to be? And then Georgia, uh, they have to uh, uh, come on. Uh, they have to come back in the fourth quarter. Uh, Ohio State is fucking winning that game, and Georgia has to rally, score a touchdown late, but Ohio State not done. Stroud gets them kind of in field goal range. 
No one in Buckeye Nation, when they saw that field goal line up, had any faith in that kicker. They knew what was coming. Okay, this is a 50-yard field goal. And I don't know, man. I just had a feeling when I saw him line up that the Buckeyes were already leaving the stadium, the Buckeye fans. And they were right because this guy kicked it. They were saying wide left uh, before the ball was snapped. That's how bad of a kick this was. Oh, my God. It almost went, it almost hit fans in the on the sidelines, not in the end zone, not in the back of the end zone, on the sidelines. That's how, how horrible of a hook this guy put on it. Fuck it, 50. It wouldn't have made it from one. That's how bad of a kick this was. It was probably the biggest dickhead kick you will ever fucking see. What a pile of shit kick this was. <laughs> uh, the quarterback, uh, what's his name? Levi Strauss. Uh, uh, Lee felt uh, fit for America. Uh, uh, God, it's uh, his his name reminds me of pants or, or like a blue jean company for George. It's got this really weird name. And they're going to try to repeat now. That didn't happen since it's some Alabama team like a decade ago was able to repeat 10, 15 years ago. Stetson Bennett, that's his name. Every time I hear that, I picture the new from Stetson Bennett. Boot cut jeans. Stetson Bennett Jean Company. Built for America. Stetson Bennett was a pile of shit all game, but then he put it together late and uh, somehow they they get the win. They were saying that, because um, radio voice Linda says Kirby Smart is no Nick Saban, but Kirby Smart saved the game, and here's why. Um, with Georgia down 11, Ohio State was going to punt, and um, Smart was looking at his... He sniffed it out, and just before they snapped the ball, he called timeout. And if he hadn't done that, and there was going to be a fake, they found out it was going to be a fake punt, they would have easily have picked up the first down, which probably would have, um, uh, well, it would have, wouldn't allowed the rally to start. Would have fucked everything up. So Kirby Smart calling that timeout, they said, saved well, it kick-started what eventually was uh, the comeback for Georgia. And thank God Ohio State's out, you know? Can you imagine? My question is, Ryan Day, the quarterback or the uh, coach of Ohio State, hasn't beaten Michigan now. He's lost the last two games against Michigan. If they had won that game and gone to the national championship and then won the national championship, and then, this is all out of what-ifs, next year loses to Michigan, do they still hate him? 
What's more important, winning the national championship or beating Michigan? The people that root for those teams are are psychos, okay? People who root for any team too much is a psycho. Like radio voice uh, Linda there, she's really uh, in love with Alabama. She's a psychopath, okay? She's a horrible individual because of her love of Alabama football. Anyone who roots too much is a psychopath. All right. Speaking of uh, psychopath, I might be one for the Lions. Yesterday, they beat the Bears 41 to 10. It was an ass kicking. Makes me happy. A lot of people are like, yeah, but they're going to Green Bay now. They got to beat the Packers. That's not going to happen. I don't know about that. Okay. Lions are a four and a half dog already, but I think that the Lions can absolutely beat the Packers. They're, uh, they, they, uh, they recovered well from the horrible loss at Carolina. The bigger problem is Seattle. There's now three teams that can get into one playoff spot. Seattle hosts the Rams. The Rams suck. Even if the Lions beat the Packers and Seattle wins, the Lions would then be out, with, but they'd have a 9-8 and eight record on the year. So, a lot has to happen. And Seattle um, playing there, the fans knowing that there's a playoff spot on the line. Uh, they're, they're already, I think that might be, I've heard people say that that's like the hardest place to play a football game. It's so damn loud and they make so much noise. Uh, it like registers on the Richter scale. I'm not even kidding. Fuck. So Seattle hosts the Rams. There's no fucking way Seattle loses that game. But if they do, um, the NFL may flex the Lions-Packers game and move it to prime time. We'll know soon. It could work out. If Seattle loses, that the Lions-Packers game is a uh, loser-leaves-town game. It's, uh, it's a playoff game is what it is. Now, I think that if Seattle loses and then the Lions and Packers play for the final playoff spot after the because the Seattle game would have finished before the Lions game, and they know that going in, then the Lions will lose. And it'll be weird. It'll be like, wait, what? Huh? Huh? I'm confused. And it'll be one of those fucked up things 
where then the game will finish. You'll shut off the TV and you'll kind of walk out into the street and you'll look up at the stars and and everybody will kind of be in a haze and we'll be like, wait, what, 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 what just happened here? That's what I think will happen. That is my bold prediction. If Seattle loses, the Lions will lose. If Seattle wins, the Lions will win. I think the Packers can get in. Um, if they win and Seattle wins, there's there's some scenario that's kind of weird. And then there's another one where if so-and-so ties and, oh, God, it's just a lot of fucking nuttiness, but they are down to three teams. All right. Looking more and more like radio voice Linda will be our Eric Zancho podcast fantasy football champion. Congrats to you. Fuck. I think you kind of called your shot on that. Pretty well, pretty strong performance by you. I have to admit. All right. Um, I've got some more uh, football shit to talk about with you. A lot of stupidity. A lot of silliness to cover. But before I get to that, I do, um, of course, want to let you know about listener-supported, ad-free Patreon. If you like the Eric Zane Show podcast, please consider signing up for the Patreon for even more show. Put a lot into the Patreon. I would love it if you would take part in it for at least one month and see if you're like, oh, yeah, I can get behind this. You see, when you do that, since it is listener supported, uh, it helps me keep the lights on, keep the vet bills paid and the dogs fed and us fed. It's the first thing I ever did when I started podcasting four years ago. And I'm not really one to just say hey give me money i want you to get something in return which is why i put so much material and make it available on the patreon if you like it go ahead and sign up for a year and i'll knock 10 percent off of the cost patreon.com slash eric zinc because for some of you just the two hours that i do here monday through friday just isn't enough there might be uh, more uh, time in your day that you need to fill with something and uh, I would appreciate it if it would be the Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of today's show, free podcast brought to you by Tag Accounting. Three months out of the year, Tag Accounting goes ham on the podcast. Okay. Uh, TagCPA.net is their website. It's been several months since I said that. So I want to make sure I got that. That is correct. So no matter where you are in the listening audience, get your taxes done by TAG CPA. TAG stands for Troy Allen Ginzer. Thank God his first name isn't Frank. TAG Accounting and Tax Services hands-in website. You just saw it right there. Uh, not only getting your taxes done at this time of year is critical, 
But accounting services, business services, they can help you if you have a small business or a medium-sized business or a large business. It doesn't matter. In fact, tag accounting helps me run my business. This is what's known a little bit behind the curtain as an S-corp. Me. It's, the, it's Eric Zane, an S-corp. They can help you with all of that shit. Get your taxes done from tag accounting. Um, you can reach out to them from anywhere in the U.S. TagCPA.net or email Troy, T-R-O-Y, at TagCPA.net or just call 616-301-9516. Once you get started with them, they're going to get a little bit of your tax history, like you're going to send your previous year's return. And then basically you can get this done from anywhere in the U.S., like I indicated, and you don't even have to be with them or on the call. You can upload everything via their online portal. They let you know what day and time they're going to do your taxes in case they need to reach out to you at that point with any questions. But this is a quick, painless, and affordable, easy way to get your taxes done. And frankly, you should have a professional like Troy do your taxes for you. Because otherwise, it's going to be a whole weekend of fucking papers lined all over the desk. And you're going to, the math is going to be fucked up. You're going to say, honey, uh, we owe $18,000, uh, which is probably wrong. You probably are getting back $18,000, but you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So you fucked it up. Tagcpa.net. Do it right the first time. You know, pay the hundred bucks or whatever it is to get your taxes done and have Troy do it. Tagcpa.net. You'll be hearing a lot from Tag. In the next three months. So get used to it. Thanks to Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance, 616-914-4070. So, you know, if you have a, 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 if you run your own business, you're self-employed, or maybe your employer does not offer insurance, or you just lost a job oh, uh, not long ago, get covered now. Well, I mean, if you sign up now, you're going to have to wait a little bit of period of time, a few weeks before your insurance actually kicks in. But you're getting it on healthcare.gov or Obamacare or the marketplace, whatever you want to call it. And if you do that on your own, it's tricky. Um, have Frank do it for you, and his services are free. I can't stress that enough. Okay? Tag, not free. My policy shop insurance, Frank Fuss, free. He gets paid by the insurance company, 616-914-4070. He's also, Frank is also the Medicare Advantage Plan social security guru. He can help you in every step of the way with all those things. And any type of insurance, frankly. Because if he can't get you the insurance himself, because he's a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker, he's going to give you a referral to someone in his field who's an expert at whatever it is you want. Sarah Honda Granville, my God. Get over to Sarah Honda Granville on Kennewa, just north of 44th Street, ASAP, and test drive a brand new Honda vehicle, okay? Once you find what you're looking for, buy it. And then it shows up a couple weeks later, they prep it, you got your car. That's how it works these days, the way the industry is doing it. SarahHondaGranville.com, that's S-E-R-R-A, hondagranville.com did jj mccarthy's dad cop a feel on jj mccarthy's daughter or i'm sorry 
J.J. McCarthy's girlfriend at the, uh, what was it, the Fiesta Bowl? I will show you that, and you can see for yourself, but I got to go take a leak. So hang on. Don't go anywhere. But look at the gruesome twosome all over the chat. Maureen, Linda. Linda, Maureen. Maureen, Linda. Linda, Maureen. God, you're going full Kenny today. The fuck is wrong with you two? Holy cow. Stay there. I'll be right back. So, uh, Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy. His girlfriend was like super happy at one point. And uh, she's cheering, jumping up and down. And then J.J. McCarthy... McCarthy's father okay this is dad now you see right here in this tweet someone got the screenshot and they are suggesting that dad is looking at the girlfriend's ass here she is in the yellow thing over the white top and I I don't agree with that at all I don't agree that dad is looking at J.J. McCarthy's girlfriend's ass. I think he's just looking in that direction. So I'm not buying that. I don't know about this, though. I'm not sure what's going on here. Here's dad again. And this is, uh, and this is the girl. She's cheering after something great just happened. Now his right hand, okay, let's here we go. Let us get into this. And you can see for yourself. New customers get our Okay, this is all fucked up. I didn't want it to go the way it just did. Let me back up here. Okay. That first clip I didn't like. He gives a high five. She's jumping up and down. Here, okay. Right now, his his right hand is right on her ass. The phone is in the pocket. Let's get a little closer here. Okay, he's still touching her ass with his right hand. Now he's going down low. And now his he's touching like the where the phone is in the pocket. And then the left hand's coming in now. Now the left hand is on her ass. And now he just hits the ass with the back of the left hand. Okay, that's a that's a lot of ass touching going on there. Okay, and, and let's keep an eye on his face now. So he's kind of like looking beyond her and now touching. It's it's a slick move. It's a slick move. He's, he's well, I think he's done this before to chicks. See, he was just all happy, jovial, and slapping five. And, and then he, uh, 
he realizes after this high five that he can go grab, touch his chick's ass and get away with it. So now he's no longer giving people high fives because his hands are on the girl's ass. Yeah, that's that's fucking gross. At first I thought, nah, I don't think so. But when you when you really break it down, the, it, you know, you got to if you're going to be a creep, you got to um, you got to do it in that subtle way so that you can just chalk it up to. Well, yeah, we're in a close stadium and everybody's looking. See, this is McCarthy's mom. She, it looks like she's um, hugging some linebacker. I don't know. Is that is that a football player that she's hugging? Did one of the football players come in the stands? Is that who J.J. McCarthy's mom is hugging? That's a little... Yeah, that, I'm, I'd be afraid that that woman would crush her. Or uh, woman. I mean, giant man. Wait a minute. Mac's mom? Is that... Is this... What's going on here? I don't even know who's, who's McCarthy's mom. Is it this giant woman or is it the chick in the yellow top? The yellow hoodie. I think she's killing her. And then you got the and then you got the ass grab. Yeah, I think I think that at first I thought that that was not a uh, a full on ass grab, but now I think it was. Maureen says, "Oh, please, that's incidental." No, I don't think it is. I disagree completely. I don't know, man. I think that was gross. If I'm okay, so now you're JJ McCarthy. He just lost. He was played the worst game of his life. Um, and now he gets he gets back, you know, in the locker room, and he sees his dad is uh, copping a feel on his girlfriend. Do you have to have the conversation? Dad, was that an accident or was it intentional? Or do you just ignore it? I think if you're J.J. McCarthy, you blame the loss on that. You say, yeah, um, I, I played terribly. Because um, I found out at halftime that my dad tried getting stink finger on my girlfriend. You can actually get away with blaming his father for that horrible performance. So we need to blame J.J. McCarthy's dad. Incredible. Moving on. The Washington Redskins... Uh, uh, pardon me, the Washington Commanders were kind of a weird team this year because there was a period of time um, that they were in a pretty great spot to enter the playoffs, and then they just started playing like shit, and then uh, you knew it was all over when this week in their game that they just lost, Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback because he, he plays like shit most of the time. Um, now, What's interesting about this clip 
is that the head coach, Ron Rivera, had no idea that uh, the commanders had a potential to be eliminated from playoff contention. They lost the game, but this coach was not aware that if something else happened, if another certain outcome took place, in this case, if the Packers beat the Vikings, which they did, then the commanders would be no longer um, in the playoff race. They'd be completely eliminated. And I, I think this looks terrible. The, uh, the head coach of the commanders had no idea that that was a possibility. And it comes up during the post-game press conference after the commanders lost to uh, who the fuck did they lose to? Cleveland? I don't know. Some shit. Watch this. The reporter breaks the news to Ron Rivera. To clarify, you said you would talk about quarterback next week. If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Howell in consideration? We can be eliminated. Yeah. The- <laughs> he, he had no idea. Holy shit. Is Sam Howell in consideration? We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, oh, then you guys are eliminated. Oh. You know, he's fired immediately. If I'm if I'm Dan Snyder, I go, did you just say we can be eliminated? Did you just go, oh, you're out. Four o'clock. Is Sam Howell in consideration? We- <laughs> that look. Did you see? We can be eliminated. <laughs> You got it. You got it. It's, it's this moment, right? There. <laughs> That's, I sounded like Maureen. <laughs> That's the moment when he's like, oh, no. We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, oh, then you guys are eliminated. Oh, shit. The reporter had to fill him in. Oh, my God. He's completely clueless. Oh, that was my favorite clip of the day. Jesus. Actually, this might be too. Uh, Iowa played Kentucky in the shithead bowl. It's some loser bowl that no one gives a shit about. It's in Nashville called the Music City Bowl. Usually like the moms and dads of the players attend this thing. No one even goes. It's just a shit show. Another loser bull that no one cares about. Okay. Um, and Iowa won the game and Kentucky sucks shit. And this one dude for Iowa was awesome because he had uh, seven tackles. He's a defensive player, and he intercept had a pick six interception, scored for a touchdown. So this guy had a great game, the defensive dude. Which, by the way, um, the guy who won the MVP of this shithead bowl is is the guy you're about to see, Cooper Cooper Dijon. Um, he scored three touchdowns as a defensive back this year, and Iowa receivers only had two touchdowns receiving the whole year. <laughs> Maureen says, I have noticed a few times you sound like me when you laugh, Eric Zane. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we're siblings. I'd have a much older sister.
Um, okay. After the game, this lady is, uh, see this, this company, this trans perfect. I don't know what the fuck that is. Sponsors the music city bowl. So she gets to, uh, present the MVP trophy to this Cooper DeJean. And listen to how badly she fucks up describing his performance. Again, seven tackles and a pick six is what he had. Seven touchdowns, one interception for a return, and no, seven tackles. Okay. Seven touchdowns sounds good too, though. Okay. I like that she kind of realized she fucked up and like used that as an opportunity to snuggle up to Cooper DeJean. Did you see that? For return and no, seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns and an interception for for a return. Tackles. Okay. Seven touchdowns sounds good too, though. Seven. Okay. Seven tackles. One tackle for a return. Still wrong. <laughs> oh, shit. For a loss, right? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> and... For return touchdown. Uh, it's close enough. Fuck it. You're welcome. You're welcome. She's did. By the way, you think I'm kidding, but you get a good view here of uh, the four fans who are watching the game over this guy's shoulder. Look at. There's no one there at this fucking place. If it sounded like there was no one there, there's no one there. Return and no seven tackles. Okay. Seven touchdowns sounds good too, though. Seven. Okay, seven tackles, one tackle for a return for a loss. Oh my god! Right? And and an interception for return touchdown. Oh my god! That's that's fantastic. That is that is a special moment to be sure. Um. Okay. This is fantastic too, though. I um, a lot of people are are killing this guy, who is the play-by-play voice for the North Carolina State Wolfpack. They were also in a shitty bowl game. They were in the Duke's Mayo Bowl or some shit. Doesn't matter who they're playing. Doesn't matter if they won or lost. Nothing matters. This is Gary Hahn. Gary Hahn is in deep shit. This guy has been calling games for NC State um, for like three decades, more than. And he was doing like a score update on some of the other stupid bowl games. And he said, oh, yeah, okay, and uh, now time to update you as to what's going on in El Paso, Texas, where I don't know what the fuck the name of the bowl game is. It might be the Sun Bowl or some shit or the El Paso Bowl. I don't know. Doesn't matter. All you need to know is that Gary Hahn is given the scoring update, and as you know, there's all sorts of – they're described as migrants – 
but there are people trying to get into the country, into the United States illegally. And because of the um, Trump era Title 42, they're not allowed into the country. Um, And the Supreme Court just upheld it. So at least for six more months, they're going to be stuck in El Paso. Or they're going to get kicked out. Either way, it's fucked. There's a ton of people trying to get into the U.S., like roaming the streets of of El Paso. And Gary Hahn references that here. Well, he does a little bit more than reference that. This guy is getting killed over this. It's the Sun Bowl. And amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso, it's UCLA 14 and Pittsburgh 6. That's with 11.15 to go. That's it. He said amongst all the illegal aliens, UCLA is leading. It's the Sun Bowl. And amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso, it's UCLA 14 and Pittsburgh 6. That's with 11.15 to go in the second quarter. Uh, Okay, now... There is nothing that is, um, I don't know. It's, it's not really wrong. I think it's just the lens of today is once again, rearing its ugly head. Factually, that is correct. He didn't say all the, the, filthy illegal aliens he didn't say all the loser illegal aliens i just want to take a step back here and just ask ourselves uh, is this that terrible i know it sounds a little wonky admittedly a little clumsy but do we end his career here i mean like florida man 814 says wow dude is a memard he's defiant getting fired or definitely i think he means to say he's definitely getting fired only worse thing than saying that is making fun of a guy's pants so i can't figure out what side of this issue you're on here uh if you're just being silly or what but i um everybody is killing this guy say there's no place for hate in the world it's like ah. It's a little bit of a uh, poorly timed joke, um, but it. I don't. I don't. I don't know if the punishment is fitting the crime. If we, if this guy's career gets ended over this, he's been suspended. Oh no! And it was quick. It was swift, and severe. What do you in the live audience on the uh, chat think about this? NC State radio broadcaster Gary Hahn suspended indefinitely. Is illegal aliens a thing we can't say now? Is that a term that's not used? Referring to illegal aliens in El Paso, Texas. Would it have been, if if that is the case, would it have been okay if he said, with all the migrants there? Or is it just because he referenced it? Oh, no. I, uh... I don't know, man. This is this. I, I, I don't think it's fair for this guy to get in any trouble whatsoever. Come on. Han made the comments as he relayed the score of the Sun Bowl. Learfield, the NC State broadcast rights holder, 
employs Han and confirm the suspension. Learfield has suspended Wolfpack Sports Network play-by-play announcer Gary Hahn with his with his uh, from his agreement indefinitely following comments made during today's Duke's Mayo Bowl radio broadcast. I don't know, man. Chris says it's ridiculous. Are they not illegal aliens? Jimmy says everyone who complains should take in should take in one family. Oh yeah, I love that whole thing about we gotta help them. Yeah, can they move in? No. <laughs> we gotta help them. Okay, what about if we transport them all to your city? Fuck no. No. I don't know if uh I think Gary Hahn needs to be saved, man. Uh, yeah, it sounded a little clumsy, but I don't think, I don't think that that's appropriate. And I, 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 I think I, I just want to ask him, what were you thinking there? I mean, uh, I, I don't think you should be fired, but you know, better. I, I think what you're getting there is anyone, the argument can be made, I guess that anyone who is willing to throw that out in a snarky style joke is that's the argument they're going to say that it comes from a place of hate that's the that's the argument that's gonna i'm not saying that he is or he's in, has any uh any bad vibe whatsoever but it certainly didn't sound sympathetic at all in any way to people trying to all they want to do is enjoy our way of life trying to come into the country and um uh, you know, they're, they, they can't, so they're living on the street. Oh, my God. I saw an interview with a bunch of people in El Paso who aren't allowed any further than that right now. And they're eating, like, you know, um, uh, uh, food donated by, like, a church off of a grill to get some something in their bellies and a donated bottle of water. They're from Venezuela. And then the reporter was some guy from NBC. And he says, okay. All this shit you're going through, it's 30 degrees out here. Holy fuck. Uh, would you, what, how would you, would you compare, would you rather be living in Venezuela or have this, what you have right now? And they go, oh, this right now, this right now is like streets paved with gold. I don't know. Something needs to be done. I think we, you know, take some of that sweet Ukraine money. And actually have a pipeline of buses there. And bus by bus gets dropped off to every state. I don't know why everybody looks at people like, uh, the, I forget the governor of Texas and the governor of Florida. I, that's a great idea. Have the bus show up, drive them to a place in each state where um, there's outreach. I'm not even kidding you. Outreach to get these people back on their feet and divide them up and just work down the line, going to start in the upper Northwest. Well, hey, guess what? This bus going to Washington. Get on board. You drive those people up to Washington. Then you go to Idaho. You go to Oregon. You go to California. And California is so big, you can have several busloads of people. 
and just basically just work your way across the U.S. and then start back over or go in ABC order. I don't give a shit. Get these people, spread them out. There's nothing wrong with that. Keep the families together. All these people want to do is work, become citizens in the United States, and be productive. Okay? And if you occasionally have a behavior problem, throw the fucker off the bus. uh, Or send him back to where he came from if he's a troublemaker. You know? I don't see what the problem is there. Because basically, these people, they'll do any job. The jobs that you and I won't do, they'll do. They'll be happy to do it, too. These are wonderful uh, working people that just, all they want to do is enjoy our way of life. They'll pay taxes. We need to, we need to add the outreach uh, uh, to get these people. Because, you know, when the pandemic uh, happened, everybody who was working at restaurants, they all quit and adapted they came up with they either stayed home moved in with their parents or they started delivering you know fucking uber eats and ship uh doing shipped and uh, fucking driving dropping people off uber drivers they they adapted they got different gigs so now all our restaurants are closed let's get these fuckers to kill it in the restaurant industry so we can have a restaurant open up uh more than one day two hours a week There you go. I got it all figured out. Ryan says, I'd love to staff the local McDonald's and Meyer again. Maybe they'd even confidently, confidently run it. Is that what you mean to say? Sometimes the words get weird. Jimmy says, key word is illegal. Let's make them unillegal. Let's make them unillegal. So why not? Who gives a shit? We're no better than they are. All they want is a place, a nice, a warm bed to sleep in, a place to bring their family, to, to have their families there, to earn a few bucks. That's all we all want. They all love each other. What the fuck? Why does everybody hate people? Uh, coming into the country from the southern border. Why? What? What happened there that made everyone hate these people? I, 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 I just don't get it. I, I mean, can someone put a fine point onto it? I mean, what, what uh, uh, bill of goods have you been sold that makes you think that these people who just want to live a normal life, what makes them bad people? I, I just don't get it. Ryan says, Trump said they're thugs and rapists. Well, there's bound to be a few. Definitely not all of them. You might get the occasional rapist slipping through or the thug. All right. Chris says Congress could fix immigration. They just don't want to. I don't think they're as smart as me. That's what it is. It's too, there's so much gridlock and so much um, self-serving going on uh, in members of Congress that they're afraid that if they do the right thing, they will eventually be voted out of office. 
Nick. <laughs> Nick the electrician's ridiculous, bigoted, closed-minded, butt-fuck comment of the day is... You fill us with people from shithole countries. You end up turning into a shithole. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. You guys got it wrong. You're just wrong. As much as I love you. You're absurdly wrong. You want those people in this country. You want those hardworking people. The sh countries that they're in are shitholes because of the corruption and the neglect they have for their people and their own greed. Okay? They want the same things you want. An opportunity... To live a normal life. You gotta. You gotta start. You all need to. Who don't think like the way I do. You need to develop your brains. To start trusting me. I'm right about everything. 100% of the time. The quicker the world starts to think. Like your old pal Eric Zane. The better off the world is going to be. You got to change the way you think. You can't be so set in your ways like a stubborn cocksucker. For fuck's sake. All right. What else did I want to talk about? Okay, I talked about Gary Hahn. That was awesome. God, it was incredible. So I think he should get a talking to, but I don't think I don't think he should be. He should lose his job. Gary's probably an ignorant slut. But I don't think he should lose his job. Come on now. He should be forced to go down there and like in, in order to get your job back, you got to go live with these people, Gary, while they're in El Paso. And then you can lose the snarky attitude. If you fulfill that requirement, you can do a live stream for a whole week. You got to go live with the migrants in El Paso and, um, you know, get, get a feeling for their way of life. And then you can have your job back. And if he doesn't agree to do it, then you're like, well, fuck you. You're, you're a racist. Then, you know, if he doesn't want to do that, fuck him. Okay. Kent County Health Department, accesskent.com slash health is their website. Thank you to them for supporting the show, allowing me to talk about their initiatives that help the public. Uh, if you are in Kent County, Michigan, and in fact, uh, this applies to all health departments throughout the United States. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, what they try to do is make it so that every man, woman, and child is fed if they're hungry. They do that with the WIC program. And that is well-funded by, well, tax dollars. And they do that to make sure that in this beautiful country, people are fed. So if you are having trouble making ends meet, 
you might want to explore this. If you qualify, you can um, utilize this. It's a uh, card that you get loaded up with um, uh, a number of items that you are allotted. Uh, uh, Bread, meat, cheese, milk, uh, formula, all things that can help keep your family fed. If you qualify, reach out to the Kent County Health Department, accesskent.com slash health. We've got an, a, paint, uh, a paintball event coming up in 13 days. TC Paintball. All right. We've got prizes for the winning team. Cornhole boards. A&E Heating and Cooling is committing a furnace tune-up. Great that you get the furnace tune-up. Even better that you get to see Joe Martinez. That's the big draw there. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV for setting us up with prizes for our winning teams. Uh, winners drawn randomly at the event. TC Paintball, January 15th. Paintball War number 21 is happening. Reach out to me, Eric, at EricZaneShow.com if you want to go. I need numbers. I'll be reaching out to you if you don't reach out to me. TCPaintballGR.com. And, of course, reach out to them for everything paintball-related. Book an event for your workplace, for the neighborhood kids, for your friends, for the bachelor party, for the bachelorette party. Uh, not to mention fully stocked pro shop, TC Paintball. Blue Frost IT, bluefrostit.com, 616-285-50. And this applies in this way. You have a small or medium-sized business. Um, the tech sucks. You need to improve it. Don't just go buy things randomly off Amazon. Sit down for a short conversation. <clears throat> excuse me, with Blue Frost IT. 616-285-50. This weekend, there was hockey. Now, I have to be very careful these days. When players come in the penalty box... Rule number one, Eric, don't be seen with your phone in your hand. Rule number two, try not to make it obvious that you're chatting with the player in the penalty box. Just a little behind the curtain. I've rankled some people over the uh, course of the last several months with some of my interactions. So I kind of keep that under wraps. If I do have something to say to a visiting player in the penalty box, I try not to look at them when I'm talking to them. Because when that happens, if a certain set of eyes sees me doing it, there's going to be some butt hurt. And you know what? We don't need butt hurt. I like the job. And uh, I don't want to get fired from that one, too. This is my 18th year doing hockey. Now, I'm in no danger of being fired. Don't worry. But I want everybody happy. I don't want anybody upset. But I like relaying to you the stories of these hilarious things that happen. And uh, this weekend on Saturday for the New Year's Eve game. 
Which, by the way, the fireworks afterwards. Oh, my God. I'm down at ice level, and they, 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 the finale has, like, basically, I think it's 50 tons of TNT that goes off. It is so loud. Oh, my God. Oh. You can feel it. You can feel the shockwave. Um, the Red Wings have a guy playing for them named Jacob Verana, who's um, uh, he's an NHL player, but he's uh, been out of commission for a period of time. So in order to get him back in playing shape, the Red Wings send him to Grand Rapids to get his legs, okay, to game speed before they can incorporate him back into the lineup. Now, this is a guy who... A couple of years, he had like uh, plus 50 points, like 27. This is a fucking solid player, Jacob Verana. Red Wings need this guy. And uh, he um, played a first his first couple of games on the road. And again, it's just getting his legs back. And I mean, it takes a, a little bit of time for a hockey player to get up to speed. Guys from Czech Republic, I have never heard him speak. I have no idea if he speaks as clearly as I do, or if he speaks English as a second language, but I found out, uh, there's a moment in the game Saturday when a player on Milwaukee checked him and it was a clean check. Verona didn't like that. And he responded poorly. I don't know if he slugged the guy who checked him and the guy who checked him was like, fucker and he hit him back like you know, put a glove in his face or something not enough to warrant a fighting five minute major not enough to even warrant a rough they each got two for unsportsmanlike and again this all started from a clean hit verona goes in the box my guy is the other team is in the box and i'm there's an opening between i can touch him it's that Verana's the other side of the glass, but I can hear him. And he's bitching, Verana. And uh, and this guy, the other team, is, I forget his, his name, doesn't matter. He sits down and, and he's confused why Verana even did that because it was a clean hit. And Verana's bitching. And this guy goes, hey, 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 what did I do? What happened? And Verana says something you can't understand him. And it's loud. Music's playing. And he goes, what'd he say? What'd he say? And I, 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 don't, I don't look at him, but I say out loud, I don't know. I can't hear him either. And then dude says it again. He goes, hey, hey, I, I didn't, did I hit you high? Meaning, did I hit you in the head? He goes, he goes, I, and he says, that was a clean hit. And then Verana, I hear him. The next thing he says, but the dude next to me doesn't hear him. And I had to be the translator. Verona goes, I am just frustrated. I play like shit. And fuck me. I'm laughing. And the guy goes, what did he say? I go, he said he's frustrated. He play like shit. <laughs> and this dude starts laughing. So now everybody's fucking laughing because Verona says, I'm just frustrated because I play like shit. And uh, so the guy goes, oh, okay. So he's, okay. I, I understand now. So that was it. And it was just fucking funny. It just made me laugh out loud that that happened. But I had to kind of like squelch it at the time. Oh, fuck. That was great. 
Rakeem's asked me more than once, what are your thoughts on the Governor Whitmer inauguration yesterday? I don't know. What do you mean? Did something happen? Was it anything more than just put your hand on the Bible and say, hey, I'll try to do a good job? Because I don't know. What what are you referring to? If it's anything more than just she's inaugurated, I, it's, no one cares. <laughs> uh, she, I know she's fucking gorgeous, as is, um, what's the attorney general's name again? Um, um, attorney general Nestle. Oh, God, I love her. I love her so much. I love them all. They're my favorites. All right. Meanwhile, uh, I had to take Daisy to the vet. And the reason why is because she snores when she's just standing there. Like, she's snoring right now, but she's always snored. She's, you know, since she was a puppy. And, uh, but she like just be standing there and snoring like incredibly loud. I was like, man, so we're, we're worried now. Energy is fine. Appetite. Awesome. Strong as a bull. Still always pissed off all the time. Attacks Bruce for no reason, which by the way, right now they look so damn cute. Just sitting there together, sleeping. Oh my God. Look at those two buddies. Absolute buddies. Um, but still I was like, yeah, I want to get this checked Cause the concern was she ingested something into her nose. Like there's something up there, maybe a, a piece of a toy she was chewing on or something. So I go there and no, nothing, nothing of the sort like that. They said, okay, this is what it could be. It's one of two things. Uh, she could have some inflammation because of some type of infection. Uh, and you know, we're going to give you some antibiotics and then it would just go away or it's just comes with age either way. It's not a big deal. So I'm like, okay, cool. So, um, but that's not what this story is about because, um, I walk with the dog over to this area where the dogs go potty before you go in. And so I do that and there's dogs all over the place, either getting dropped off or picked up or whatever. And so I walk over to the scale. I put the dog on the scale. I get the weight because they're going to do that anyway. I'll get the number for it. She weighs 57 and a half pounds. She's perfect weight. And then um, I hear, someone's got poop on their shoe. And I think it's you. And I look and I'm, I got, everybody's looking at me. I was like, uh-oh. Some dumb motherfucker. Remember I said I took the dog over to take a leak? Some fucking dick. Let his dog or her dog shit in the zone where the dogs go pee. And there's a goddamn thing right there with his plastic bags. You just take one out and you, and there's a fucking trash thing there. It's you, you pick up after your fucking dog and you throw it in there because then some cock like me is going to walk and step right into your dog's shit. You fucking assholes. You lazy fuck. I would understand it. If there was no bags right there, it's you could have reached and touched one. Nope. Some cock decided to let their asshole dog shit there and left it there. You dumb motherfucker, you filthy fucking scumbag. Oh, God. 
And so then I walk all through the lobby with my shit chew and there's this Adidas imprint all in shit all over the tile. And I go, oh, yeah, I guess I am. And I'm like, oh, look all around me. There's shit everywhere. They had to get the mop out and mop the whole goddamn foyer area. Ugh. So I then have to take the, sh- I got the shoe in my hand and there's so much smash shit on it. You can't even see tread. I'm like, fuck. Oh my God. So I go to the lady. Can you hold the dog? I got to go get rid of this. So, you know, I don't have many options here. Uh, you know, you can't just go scrape. You might, I, I, I would have been. You could either do what I did, which I'll tell you in a second, or throw the shoe in the garbage. But I went into the bathroom and put the shoe in the sink, and I I washed the shoe. And so now their sink, their vanity is full of shit. And uh, so, you know, like, I hope you don't mind. I don't have a choice here. So I I, I cleaned the shoe, and then I, I cleaned the sink, and... Uh, that was it. Came out and I go, yeah, I, I cleaned up. I cleaned the shoe and I cleaned the sink. It's, it's, you could eat off the sink and you can. I just rinsed the fucking thing. It's, I hope no one. So the next person who's going to go in there, wash their hands. If their hand touches the, the sink, actual part of the sink, they're going to get shit uh, residue on the, on the, on the backs of their hands. Oh my God. So that, uh, that, that was ridiculous. Of course that happened to me and the amount of space that I traveled in throughout that lobby with that shoe and with every step, I mean, I I was tracking it everywhere. Good thing. Someone caught it. Oh man. It was just everywhere. All right. On the uh, Patreon bonus podcast, I need to introduce you to the liver king. Actually, I'm going to introduce you to the liver king right now. And then there's a lot of controversy about the liver king. I'll just tell you the liver king is this dude who's super ripped and giant and strong and intensely aggressive. And uh, the idea is... He tells you what to eat, a lot of weirdo food, like actual livers from cows and bone marrow and cow tongue and cow testicles, and you eat that morning, noon, and night, and you will look as incredibly big and as strong as this guy. That is the liver king. He also has some products that you can buy, and I will just show you a TikTok of the liver king. I give you an give you an idea of this guy. Uh, hang on. Is having for dinner today. I think I just fucked this up. Never came here. Table for. I, I did fuck it up. Hang on. This is the Liver King's TikTok. I'm wrecking everything. Well, anyway, there you go. That's the guy. That's Liver King. And he he uh, 
He starts everything with, oh, my God, primals. We're going to go eat. We're going to eat some pig balls. We're going to eat this. We're going to eat that. Here, here you go. This is, a, this is a good example of it. Primals. And this is what Liver King is having for dinner today. I can't get past the lisp on Liver King here. Okay, this is this is Liver King. But first, I couldn't be more grateful to know my fight, my unite, my purpose, my passion, where to point my energy, because people are living a life of hurt, hate, suffering, struggle, and there's a better life to live. And okay, so he's all about inspiration. He's all about little pro wrestling, little Hulk Hogan, and uh, and eat this shit. Be achieved through ancestral living. I couldn't be more grateful for some of the guys sitting on the couch making reaction video, surfacing new information that's going to lead to some goddamn good discussions. And so now this is what Liver King is having for dinner. I got lamb shanks. I got a whole feast protein shake. I got so he's selling you the protein shake. That's his stuff. Raw bone marrow, raw testicle, raw liver. Look at raw bone marrow, raw testicle, raw liver. This is called the King Special. If you can't do this, get yourself a bottle of King to dominate in life. I got a skillet of kidney. I got carbs. I got tzatziki sauce. And I got okay, he doesn't need any of this shit. After this is done, he just throws it all away. The Liver King bar. And this is what the Liver Kings have for dinner today. Liver King, out. Okay, so he makes these stupid videos. Everybody loves it. He has built an absolute empire in doing this. Okay. Wait until you hear the update on Liver King. Holy fuck. This is one of my favorite stories to finish. The story broke at the end of 2022. But (laughs) this guy is just, he is so full of shit. You won't believe the M. Night Shyamalan plot twist in this one and i can't wait to tell you about it on today's patreon you go to patreon.com slash eric zane we're gonna break down the liver king it's fantastic uh thank you bennett flooring installation 616-318-0167 get the flooring installed by the pros at bennett's BennettFlooringInstallation.com. If you are in West Michigan, call that number 616-318-0167. It's the least expensive way to install flooring professionally in all of West Michigan. I promise you that. Mention my name when you reach out to Bennett Flooring Installation. The flooring I want you to install, I want you to buy it from Kent, drop the E, add a U, at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Very, very important that when you go there, well, first of all, you're going to save a ton of money even without the Eric Zane Show podcast discount. It's the lowest price in Michigan for flooring. When you say my name, you're going to take an addition. Say my name is going to be uh, save an additional 10% off of the cost at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. They're in Granville, Michigan, along Chicago Drive, right behind Little Caesars on the north side of the street. Can't miss it. Uh, tan or beige building, small red sign. Uh, you walk in, it's a warehouse. There's flooring everywhere, set up in like giant displays and piles. You're going to be taking it off of those piles and taking it home. Bring a uh, pickup truck when you go to Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. It can sell you any type of flooring, uh, uh, carpeting, hardwood, uh, uh, vinyl plank, laminate, you name it. They have it. Uh, ceramic. 
at Johnson Carbon, one discount outlet at a much lower price than anybody else, I promise. Bosco's Pubs in Hudsonville. Uh, you know who might be working at Bosco's Pub before too long? You know what? I better I better wait to say that. I better not. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I Forget that I said that. Bosco's Pub, the best burgers, cold beer, stiff drinks, and wieners. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. The number one place in West Michigan to get your vehicle repaired. If you are in uh, Grand Rapids or right in the middle of Grand Rapids, so you're on 44th Street, uh, three blocks east of 131 is Stafford. You're going to go north on Stafford, like 150 yards. There's Irvine's big giant sign. Awesome. Number one for auto repairs, preventative maintenance, uh, maybe something catastrophic happened. You need to get it repaired. We're not talking about a body shop. We're talking about make, keeping the car on the road. Irvine's, E-R Vines, E-R Vines.com. Their number is 616-532-6600. Free loaner cars. That's great. So you don't have to worry about somebody carting you all around. It's a great service by them. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup. You got A&E, heating and cooling. Senor Martinez, 616-516-8579. I saw him at the hockey game Saturday wearing his Wolverines hockey jersey. He brings the whole family to the games. They have an adventure. It's so great. I love that family. They're just so closely knit. 616-516-8579. Brings the grandkids to the hockey game. You realize they're going to remember those memories. They're going to have those memories forever of all the times you take them to the hockey game. I love that. 616-516-8579 for A&E, heating and cooling. If something goes out in a pinch, they're going to help you out. You got scheduled maintenance. You got preventative maintenance. Uh, get the thing, the uh, furnace tuned and clean so it runs efficiently. That's just 79 bucks. You should uh, do that once a year and the AC once a year. If you do happen to have a new furnace installed, he's installing the number one brand in all of the world today, the Comfort Maker brand. Okay? That, that the Comfort Maker is so picky about who they install, who installs their stuff. They have to pass like a uh, a fucking test. You got to study for like 6 months to pass it or some shit. 616-516-8579 A&E heating and cooling. And batting last in the order today on this cavalcade of sponsors on the Eric St. Show podcast that's kept me running for nearly four years now is the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Mention my name as you do with all the sponsors when you call Mario for a refi, first mortgage, 10th mortgage, or whatever it may be. And he can help you no matter where you are in the listening audience, unless it's Maine, Alaska, Hawaii, or South Carolina. 231-332-6505. That's 231-332-6505. Mention my name. Who is your asshole of the day? Uh, Nick, the electrician, gets a nomination from your old pal Eric Zane for this moment in Nick's bigoted history. What the fuck are you doing? I'll see you tonight at the game, maybe. You know I love you. Uh, any old Joe was your asshole of the day at the end of last week. Yeah, that's what... There was a... Um, 
Joe Martinez's granddaughter held up a sign to the glass. This is a little, this is a little kid. She's a tiny. And she says, I left my stick at home. Can I have yours? And Dominic Shine comes up. He goes, here you go, little girl. He like, he's practicing, warming up with the stick. He gives it to his granddaughter. Oh, my God. That's awesome. You know, they should give you a stick each game for the amount of money you give them in jerseys. Jesus. Jeez Louise. Asshole of the Day brought to you by TC Paintball. Okay, so Nick gets a nomination. He's not going to win, but he still gets a nomination. Kyle Ryan says, Asshole of the Day, the pet owner. Clean up your dog shit, fuck face. I like that. Who else could it be? going to take a while for me to write this i have one this is going to piss some of you off my sign is kind of fucked if anybody sees tim have can you ask him to make me a new one J.J. McCarthy's pervert dad is the asshole of the day for groping his son's girlfriend. Oh, my God. He molested her right in the stands. That's horrible. That is your asshole of the day. And that's my time. The show is done. Patreon, you got to hear about the liver king. Holy shit. This guy is a fucking great patreon.com slash eric zane p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash eric zane go there right now and sign up for a month so you can hear this story five or ten bucks a month do the ten so that you can enjoy it live and then leave it alone because you're gonna love patreon or convert to a yearly and i'll knock ten percent off the price okay Bruce, who's now hugging Daisy, and for Daisy, and for O'Neal, you cannot see, Queen of the Forest, Benny the One-Eyed Wonder Dog, and the NFK. I'm Eric Zane. Welcome to 2023. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you very much.